What is going on you guys and welcome back to another video. If it is your first time here, my name is Brandon. In today's video, very exciting one, we're going over currently the largest holding or the largest position that I own in my personal portfolio. And this is a topic that for our subscribers, you know I don't talk about all too often. I do stay rather secretive about this stuff, but I did make a few trades this morning and I've actually made a few trades uh, over the past little while very selectively, which has bumped this stock up to now my largest position. And I wanna start off by saying to you guys, you know, one thing that I've always tried to do on this channel, always since the very beginning, was to educate. And for those of the true supporters, for those ones that do care for my opinion, I'm not saying that this is the right stock for you. I'm not saying that this is a great stock for you to buy, but I wanna share with you guys my thesis and at least hear me out, knowing that this is gonna be a stock that does turn some heads. Hopefully the decision-making process and kind of what goes on behind the scenes here is what I can portray to you in terms of why I am placing a substantial bet, at least amongst my portfolio, into this company. For those that aren't familiar, or if you're not in our private membership group and didn't know, Amazon had been my largest position for quite some time, okay? Um, I wanna say for at least a couple of years, Amazon has really been pushing forward, but this new position in which I bought shares this morning, it's the company Tencent. This new position has now etched it out for the largest weighting in my portfolio, and for those that don't know my history with Tencent, uh, Tencent Holdings, ticker TCEHY, I've actually owned the stock since about 2017. So going on, what is that, three, going on four years now. And in, and since then, and still to this day, it is one of my favorite little gems in the stock market. And I do believe that we have another opportunity coming our way, granted, if this is an appropriate stock for you, okay? Um, let's dive on into just a quick little update of the stock for those that aren't. I'm not gonna be going into a whole overview of the stock because you've heard me talk about them a million times. But I do wanna just see what's going on with the share price because 10 cent stock, as you can see from this report, is down about 30%, actually uh, beyond 30%, looking like 31% as of clipping this uh, screenshot. Yet, when we take a look at some of the financial numbers that are being reported, this is a massive company that is growing at a pretty darn tremendous clip. We see revenue up 25% on a very, very large company. Let's not you know, mistake this company for a small cap or a mid cap stock that is seeing these revenue numbers. This is a massive, massive company growing at 25%. And when you understand the law of, what is it? The law of um, big, uh, the law of big numbers, um, that's definitely not what it's called. But as, you know, as a company scales and gets larger and larger, it's very hard to post these types of numbers unless you're really doing something right. But a 25% growth uh, rate over the previous quarter, note these are in Chinese UN, CNY, 65% in net income. I'll actually go ahead and uh, pop up another chart for you guys just to take a look at some of the other numbers. Operating income, growing year after year in this case, strong free cash flow generation. One concern that you could argue with is the margins are decreasing. And you know, I, I think, that's actually to be expected when you have a company that's growing so fast and they're expanding, often they'll kind of sacrifice their margins up front. And um, with time, you can see those come down, but hopefully stabilize soon. To me, what I'm trying to get across is that these numbers are just absolutely phenomenal. From a financial standpoint, these are some very, very, very impressive numbers that really compete up with the likes of the FANG stocks, which we're gonna talk about later. I actually have a really good uh, example that I wanna draw as we get a bit deeper into this video today. But the thing to understand about Tencent is that the sentiment right now 
regarding Tencent and Alibaba and the Chinese market in general, it's not a very happy sentiment at the moment. As I mentioned, Tencent shares alone are down about 30%, again, 30.95 as of this chart. Alibaba as well is down about closer actually to 35%. It's fallen higher off their highs. And even the Chinese market, just FYI, if we wanna use this as a proxy, this is the iShares MSCI China ETF or index, ticker MCHI. This one as well has started to pull back quite substantially. And I think it's actually very fair to say at this point that many of the Chinese companies, in particular the tech stocks, have fallen into a bear market territory. And to me, I kind of ask this question, you know, taking a look at these charts and taking a look at these holdings, does this add up? Okay, does this add up in terms of what the companies are doing and what the share price or what the sentiment is currently in the market? And I do firmly believe, and this is not an easy thing to kind of come to, because it's it's tricky and we're gonna get into the risks and the regulatory issues and the actual concerns that should be noted in just a moment. But I asked, does this add up and are we being presented with a good long-term opportunity on some of these companies? My answer as a little sneak peek, I think is yes, because I wanna start this segment off by calling this an unignorable tailwind. And I don't know if unignorable is a word, inignorable, unignorable, but something you cannot ignore when it pertains to these types of companies is the power and the nation in which these companies uh, reside in. And when I look across globally, in fact, just FYI, right now in the markets, I actually don't see a ton of value in the North American markets. I really don't. And that goes for US, that goes for right here in Canada. Yeah, you're gonna find some stocks, but just in general, these markets, I don't think are showing extreme levels of opportunity. In fact, nowhere close to that. But when you look across the globe, you have powerhouse countries like Russia. Well, obviously US goes without saying, but aside from that, we have people, uh, countries like Russia. We have countries like Germany. We have countries like China, which are growing and they have such a purposeful and powerful um, governance and mindset within the, the country that it's hard to see how these businesses will not continue to prosper over the coming years. And this is a question that you can be the judge of, but many people would argue at the current pace that we are at right now, it won't be long for China's GDP to outpace that of the US. What you're seeing on the screen is, uh, this one is a chart here of the US GDP, and unfortunately it goes back to 2019, but you get the point here. Um, still a phenomenal nation that we live in, or in North America, that grows at a very, very nice pace. But now what you're looking at is the growth of China's GDP. And we are seeing high single digit numbers, significantly higher on a year over year basis. This is a country with a population of about 1.4 billion people, which FYI makes up about 20% of the world's population. And it's a very fair argument that I think people can make in that sooner or later, in fact, possibly sooner, China could overtake the US as the world's largest economy. In this clip, it says here, earlier than expected. And what I wanna talk about about this, again, this is all kind of falling into the situation that these companies in general find themselves in. You know, whenever we're looking for investment opportunities, regardless of what the opportunity is, we love to have them in a expanding or in an area where there is, you know, the future looks promising from a growth perspective, uh, from a monetary perspective. And in China's case, 
population aside, actually, let's look at the population first. Massive, massive population that is yet to experience the same type of evolution and advancements that we've seen here in North America. Let me explain what I mean by that. Because, you know, here in, in North America, Canada, US, everything that we do nowadays involves the cloud. Everything that we do involves our smartphones and social medias. And we've gone through this boom uh, over the past number of years, in fact, probably over the past decade or so. And that has just been a huge catalyst for our companies. And we can take a look, for example, at our FANG stocks, which we all know how well they've performed. You take a look at some of the share prices uh, and how high they've skyrocketed based on the fact that this is an essential need and it's just part of our daily lives. Um, pretty much all across the board, whether we're looking at Apple, Netflix, uh, Google, that have all these cloud components, uh, social media aspects. China, although there is a bigger population and although they are growing faster, they have not yet seen the mass adoption like we have here in North America, right? We've already seen this and what we consume on a day-to-day, -day, when we look around in our society and we uh, see what types of methods people are absorbing information and whatnot. Absolutely, there are very advanced parts of Asia and China in particular, but not even close to the type of adoption in terms of percentages that we're seeing here. In my opinion, that boom is yet to come. I'd almost go as far as saying it's kind of lagging what we've done by at least a few years, potentially even that much of a decade. And for those that don't know what Tencent does, again, I'm not gonna get into it, but think of them as like, they are just a technology conglomerate with cloud, with social media exposure, with streaming exposure, with payment processing. It is everything that should um, benefit from the uh, you know the way that the world will evolve, and especially with a rapidly growing economy such as such as China, I think to me this is one of those macroeconomic environments and one of these opportunities that although people want to turn a blind eye and they want to you know for good reason as we're going to talk about actually well we can talk about it right now for good reason people do want to you know shy away from these investments a lot of people don't even know about these investments to begin with if you hear the name Tencent there's a lot of people not the big institutions because this company has so many ties and they're so powerful that people do know about this company, but a lot of retail investors don't even know the types of opportunities that sit over there other than maybe a big company like Alibaba, uh, which is clearly a, a very, very popular stock here in the US market and whatnot. But essentially, I think it's very fair to recognize and you can feel, to, feel free to agree with me or not, I think it's very fair to recognize that there is this massive tailwind behind these companies. Hey everybody, it's Brandon here. I'd like to interrupt today's episode very briefly to remind you that if you're looking for more training in the Canadian stock market, don't hesitate to check out our Investing Academy. You can join our private membership group and get access to our top stock picks, trade calls, portfolio insights, and a variety of tools that are helping our members all across the country better their own investing journeys. All it takes is one great stock idea or tip, and that alone can cover years and years of your subscription to our membership group. If you're looking for some additional video training to broaden your knowledge and expand your understanding of the stock market in Canada, we do of course offer a fully video online training program where you can learn from the comfort of your home amongst a variety of students across the country. Both of these products can be found at www.theinvestingacademy.ca where you can sign up for them online or schedule a call with us to learn more. Now back to our scheduled episode. 
but like I said, not without good, con- not without legitimate concern. And I think this is something that will always hold Chinese stocks back. It will always kind of hinder their performance, and that is the many, many risks that do come with this company. And before I get into the risks, actually, I'd just like to make very, very clear again, this is not um, a stock recommendation to you, okay? None of my videos, even though it says stocks to buy, it's not a stock recommendation. These are stocks that I'm liking for you to go research more and see whether they fit into your own portfolio. This is a stock that suits very well for me, a 26-year-old willing to take on more risk. I'm willing to bear these potential risks because of the uh, potential reward that I think may come with these companies. Just to be very clear, this does not mean that this is a perfect stock for you, especially if you're someone who's 57, 58 years old, and you're thinking about picking a great stock for your retirement nest egg, probably not the stock for you. Because in terms of these uh, regulatory concerns or regulatory issues, which we've seen in the past and we're seeing right now, this has been months and months in the making. There's been a lot of complications with government allowing things, for example, like IPOs, the spinoff of a huge, huge division and IPO. Uh, this was a kind of a starting catalyst as to some of the realistic things that happen when you're investing over in China. Mergers have been disapproved. Uh, DD, which is a new stock and very exciting stock here over the past couple of weeks, they're having some hiccups because the Chinese government and regulators are basically um, wanting to do some somewhat of a security check, it sounds like. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but it sounds like they want to do a security check before these stocks can trade here over on the US markets. And you always have these risks and talks about these companies being delisted if they don't provide the appropriate financial requirements based on the US markets and whatnot. And these, something to be understood about this type of company is that these will always, always, always be present. And what we're hearing about in the news right now, you know, this is, it's, there, there's a buzz around this type of thing right now, which has really sent these stocks into a bit of a bear market, but we've seen this before. And again, I've held shares of Tencent since 2017, about a year after buying the stock, we saw a very, very similar case where shares ended up being down more than they are today. They they ended up being down, I think, about 40% because um, they were struggling with their gaming division. There was this trade war that was looming, and this came a little bit after, but um, there's the same concerns that, you know, these companies are uh, not going to be able to do business. The world is going to cut them off, et cetera, et cetera. The relationship between US and China is not good. And there was a ton of negative sentiment, which in hindsight turned out to be a, uh, at least over these past few years, not a bad entry point and not a bad opportunity to get into a company like this. Now, what I believe, however, is that although a lot of these concerns are definitely something to factor in, in general, these companies are so powerful financially, as we looked at at the top of this presentation, that if you can see past this this sentiment and this short-term negativity and all of the buzz that's going around right now, we again could be presented with a really, really strong opportunity. And I want to give you guys a, an example that I draw upon here in the US, and it's the company Facebook. And Facebook, just FYI, like this was a company that I believe just a couple weeks ago or within the month reached that trillion dollar club, the infamous and very, very lucrative trillion dollar uh, or very, very exclusive trillion dollar market cap. There's very few companies that can boast that type of performance. Now, Facebook has had its fair share of regulatory issues and bad press. And again, very rightfully so, right? Uh, I'm not even a huge fan of Facebook, which I know people will say is funny that I like Tencent, that's a personal preference. But 
these Cambridge Analytica data scandals or these these uh, hacks and these data scandals and you know all of these press conferences that could have led to something and in many cases at the time really feels like that type of thing will happen it ended up in the long run or at least thus far ended up being more or less noise and these powerful companies with power powerful financials that they pump out year after year quarter after quarter that produce a boatload of money they end up doing just fine okay and you know i look at some of the i don't ever just want to copy what the large investors are doing but you can definitely take um, some great information by looking at some of the most successful investors of all time and you look even just for example here's a clip that i took uh you know earlier today just saying al gore's investment firm bought baba recently I'm sure he has the backroom info on the actual chances of this stock being delisted. Just like the senders had closed door info on COVID and dumb shares. Here's another one that I'm sure you're all well familiar with. And of course, we're looking at Alibaba in this case, but Charlie Munger just bought Alibaba stock. And these very, very high profile investors, very, very powerful people. You know, when you get to this, I don't want to get all like... Uh, you know, conspiracy and whatnot, not in this video and maybe never because it's just a, an opinion. But when you get this group of people that has so much money, okay, the billionaires, the powerful, powerful people, they have connections. They have these ties with people. And you, if you think that that's just US, they're just dealing with in the US and they don't have ties with people in Russia, people in China, and they don't have business stuff going on here and there. I'd say you're very, 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 very wrong. And you kind of got to open your eyes to how things work and how the power of money really just um, kind of shapes the world that we know. But anywho, what I'm getting at is that, you know, when you hear these thoughts of delisting, when you hear these thoughts of uh, the regulatory issues, it's a little confirming to me to see people like Charlie Munger is someone who I very highly look up to still going out in the modern day and identifying these Asian stocks Baba in particular as uh, an undervalued asset, which he is comfortable putting X amount of money in. And again, with Al Gore as another example, the risks will always be there. But for me, it's one that I'm willing to take. And, you know, there are actually other ways for those that aren't familiar. There are other ways to get exposure to Tencent, if that's a company that you feel that you like. For example, there's a couple of shares, um, which you probably aren't familiar with. One, one titled Process. Process. Uh, that's a shares traded out of Europe on the European exchanges. And uh, Naspers, Naspers, I'm sure you may have heard about. They have heavy, heavy Tencent exposure. In fact, they're just, in my opinion, almost uh, interesting and potentially better ways to get into Tencent. Um, I take a look, for example, at Naspers with the 15 price to earnings of, of ratio of 15. I actually um, don't understand these companies enough to say that this is a clear, better alternative, but it's definitely one that sparks the interest as a potential way of, uh, of um, getting this exposure if you do wanna look into it earlier. But here's a good clip I can share with you. You know, Naspers is a South African company, technically. Um, it's really an investment company who main assets lie outside South Africa. Uh, I might've said South America, but I meant to say South Africa there, sorry. Um, one of the most interesting parts of investing in NASPER is that almost eight, 90% of its assets lie in a single investment. It's 31 stake in 31% stake in 10 cents. So you can absolutely get exposure to these companies kind of indirectly by going through a, a backdoor with these companies. But 
what I'm trying to get at with today's video, guys, is that Facebook is just such a clear lesson that we can learn. And I think that's something we should always do as investors. We never wanna fall into a trap of saying, well, this happened in the past, so we should absolutely expect it to happen in the future. That, that can actually be very, very dangerous. But you can pick up on a ton of clues about how this world works and how the perception of, of, of the stock market ebbs and flows. And you look at a company like Facebook, which has for years now been pumping out tremendous, tremendous numbers. We've talked about them on the channel. You guys know that was one of my picks recently um, as a on our stock battles sh uh, show or series, where even though the sentiment is negative for very, very legitimate reasons, I think that the money talks at the end of the day. And I do believe that we are seeing a very, very similar case scenario with that with the company Tencent over in China. Very, very close comparable to what we're seeing with Facebook, where if you can buy when there is blood in the streets, as they say, uh, when you can buy when everybody's you know down against this stock and when there's all of this uh, negative pressure and sentiment, that's when you can find yourself with the best long-term uh, entry points for the long-term. It doesn't mean that you can buy this stock and expect a great return right off the bat. In fact, as I touched on, this current drop that we've seen was only 30%. This stock just a couple years ago, just a few years ago, dropped 40% quite easily. These are very, very volatile assets, but for the reasons that I talked about earlier, such as these tailwinds and the expansion of, of China and how more and more people are just gonna end up using this company's products and the ties that they have with very powerful companies across the world. I see from the comments from you guys all the time that Tencent invests um, in many cool areas and you guys can leave some in the comments down below because i know we hear about them the tesla investments i know they have ties with the mba which is personal you know a personal interest to me very very powerful people are connected with this company and for that reason i do believe that as the shares are down 30 percent today it's at least worth looking at starting a good long-term position i don't think this company has seen the boom that it is um that is in store and it's just a company that I wanna have exposure with. To finish off today's video, I'd just like to make it very clear and reiterate to you guys, the viewers of this video, that I am just sharing with you guys kind of the, th the thought process that's going on within my mind as to why I'm seeing this as an opportunity at the moment. I don't want you guys to judge uh, really anybody, I don't think, on the stocks that they own. If someone wants to own a tobacco company, if someone wants to own a casino company, if someone wants to uh, invest in China, if it's right for their personal situation, I think that that's something that you should respect the same way that I would respect you guys. If you go out and say, hey, I wanna do eco-friendly investing or I wanna do halal investing, whatever the case is, people have, I think, the right to invest their money where they see fit. And this is by no means a recommendation to you guys to go out and invest in the stock, especially if it's outside of your realm of comfortability in terms of the ethics behind this company be in terms of whether it's uh, too risky of a stock for you. Again, if you're an older person, this may be far too risky of a stock because as I said, it, it can be quite volatile. But I wanna share with you guys why I'm taking the leap on this company. And within my portfolio, especially during a time like now where there isn't that much value out there, I see an opportunity like this and I decide to go heavier in that area. You know, in general, my portfolio management, you know, my, my philosophy on investing is you don't need to buy the penny stocks. You don't need to buy those $5 stocks or the $10 stocks that are gonna, you know, a thousand times your, your money. Um, you don't need to take those risks. Rather, you have a very, very fundamentally strong portfolio. And when you see these beaten down opportunities, you dive heavier into them. And may it, uh, will it pan out? Will it not pan out? We'll have to see. It's 
not impossible, it's not a hurdle that this stock ends up being a, a flop, an absolute uh, lemon. And I'm completely wrong about what I'm saying with the uh, the regulatory risks. And this company actually ends up, you know, going into shambles. It's possible, but that's a risk that I'm personally willing to take when I see the types of numbers that they post, when I know the type of reach that they have, and I know what type of products they um, pump out, right? So anywho, I, I think that will wrap it up for this video. You know, very, very uh, ranty today. And I just decided to do this video kind of off the cuff because I'm actually going away. Uh, I'm going on a fishing trip. We're going for a little fishing uh, fishing lodge for three nights uh, later in the week. So I won't be posting too much throughout the week. I know Mark will be around posting maybe a solo video or two. We do have a joint video coming up, but I just wanna share with you guys a little special one today and give you guys some insights into what I do. If you guys do appreciate that, whether you like the stock or not, I would appreciate if you drop a big thumbs up on the video. Uh, if you kind of learn some new information or you just, you know, uh, appreciate what I'm doing. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, we post videos like this every single week. So make sure you're subscribed and you have to hit the bell for notifications. If you don't hit the bell, you will not be notified. Um, sometimes you won't be notified. And last but not least, we do have our investing academy as that first link in the description below. If you're watching this in Canada and you're either a beginner, you want more knowledge on the stock market, whatever the case is, click the first link down below because we have courses training. We have a private membership group where you can see all of the stocks that I own. You'll see all the trades that I make, my exact portfolio. Uh, you get to keep up with our stock challenge portfolio as well as all the trades are made live. And we have, uh, we just had an awesome live presentation. For those that tuned in over, uh, we had a number of students come through and just leave glowing, glowing reviews on that first presentation. It was such a fun time. We are targeting a live presentation once a month where all active students can come in and enjoy the content, uh, ask questions, raise their hand, get on video. It was it was a total blast. And by the end of the year, just as a sneak peek, we're gonna be aiming to have a weekly live session in our investing academy. Um, so many cool progressions that are being made. But anywho, I do hope you guys enjoyed today's video. I hope I was able to maybe give you guys some ideas or just something new to think about. As always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I see you, I'll see you in the next video.